0: This week's episode of Tax Season is brought to you by Bevel. Bevel is the first and only shaving system designed for coarse, curly, hand-sensitive skin. But that doesn't mean that everyone doesn't deserve the quality shave that comes with using Bevel. Be wise. You can get the first month of your new Bevel subscription for free by going to getbevel.com slash season right now. That's getbevel.com slash season. Say hello to the bad guy, Tax Season. What's going on? All the ladies that's at your desk right now, just rub your titties for me one time if you love hip-hop. You know what I mean? If you God-fearing and you tweet me something nice this week, I might take you out for um, endless penis colladas and things of that nature. But it depends on your, um, your attitude. So just be respectful at all times when it comes to me. I want to shout out all the white women out there with the twerk franchises. Y'all just are the shit. I just can't believe it. I'm on Instagram like, holy shit. They got 72 white women in one room, gyrating their hips at speeds of Mach 5. Not one thing shaking on they ass, just ass bone, wilding for respect out here getting money. I said, this is some fly shit. Man, you gotta love white people for that, man. You know, some black people call it appropriation. I call it, um, business. <laughs> nigga see some shit they gonna steal it run with it and and feed their family nigga go feed your family that's what's wrong with your black bitches Y'all bitches was being selfish knew all the twerk moves wanted to just keep doing them in your bedroom when you could have taught some other bitches now all these white bitches out here with twerk franchises and shit feeding their kids and and donating the soccer teams jesus christ man shout out to young ma just caught that 33k with no contract out there that was very Brooklyn like it it, very, it really reminded me of Brooklyn I felt like Big smiled from his Grave when that happened You know what I mean so um, shout out to her You know what I mean? Shout out to this um, Dominican slash Puerto Rican engineer slash Arab engineer who keep peeking his head in me. I want to check his browser because that's what I do now to these niggas when they approach me wrong. I just be like, yo, come here. Let me check your phone real fast. Check their browser because you never know what type of porn these niggas be into. And you never know when these motherfuckers want to convert. You understand? (laughs) Oh, man, yo. Free skip the scale, man. Free Loon, y'all. I just interviewed Loon from the feds, and he had a lot to say. Um, I think I'll drop that sometime this week. I might put a little clip in this interview for the coach. Just drop a Loon clip. You know what I mean? Loon is a wise man, a gangster, and a gentleman, a Muslim, God-fearing brother. You know what I mean? Shout out to him. Hold on, this is Memphis Bleak calling me. Let's see what he got to say. Yo. Yo, what's up with y'all fake tough Brooklyn niggas, man? Uh, Oh, man. Is this the nigga who ain't take his do-rag off since 98? (laughs) (coughs) Is this him? Yeah, that was this nigga Memphis Bleak calling me in the middle of my show, being disrespectful, knowing I was recording at this time. But what could you expect from a nigga who ain't took his do-rag off since 1994? You know what I mean? Shout out to Memphis Bleak. That's a good, genuine dude right there. But I really had to press the nigga just now. Like, yo, my nigga, like, like, if Hov's and the Killers after Kanye, son, I'm gonna be tight. You know what I mean? But Nah. He was like hove don't line no killers or hove got his blue ivy and Beyonce. <laughs> but um Yeah, but um what the fuck was I talking about before I was really interrupted by this nigga with the do rag? Um I don't know. We got Nick Cannon about to come on. Nick Cannon, the educated the educated black brother from San Diego, I believe, is where he derived from as a young lad you know he was out there selling crack as a youth seven years old pumping pumping a lot of cocaine out there in his hood and he's made a transformation thus far you know what i mean and um we're very proud of him as a black man on what he's accomplished you know what i mean so let's um be safe though <coughs> Shout out to you and athletics for always supporting the tax season podcast. Make sure you go get your new colorways today. The holidays are approaching very fast. Go get your Kwanzaa color sneakers. Go get your Latin King colors. Go get your blood colors, your Crip colors, your Netha colors, every color they possibly got. They even got MS 13 colors. Shout out to you and athletics. For supporting tax season, and make sure you go there to get fifteen percent off. The code is tax fifteen. Use tax fifteen to get fifteen percent off. Athletics dot com. Oh. Say hello to the bad guy. Tax season. Nick Cannon has just walked in the building. Yeah, Nick, what's good, beloved? Hey man, come on, my g. I'm just. This is an
1: honor and a pleasure to sit with you, man.
0: How you feeling, man? I'm, I'm definitely honored, man. by um, sitting here with Nick Cannon, man, a, a young black. Entrepreneur, conscious brother, a brother who's still furthering his education, yeah. a brother who walks around with a turban. Explain the
1: <laughs> turban, man. Man, it's my crown. It's my sovereignty. You know what I mean? I'm mm. trying to recondition the mindsets in our communities. You know what it is? It's mm-hmm. you know, bro, brother. Start reading books and, and understanding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta <laughs> get that, uh, t- uh, reading the lessons and all that. Uh-huh. <laughs> and, and honestly, though, man, really. It's just really just to embrace the fact that, yo, we, we kings, man, and, and, and understanding that like there's so many cultural aspects that all started with us you know what I mean and it's uh, it's funny man cause we got everything from the Moors to the black, black Israelites to mm-hmm. you know to the brothers in the nation yeah. to you know the, the 5% everything but it all when you look at it it all stems from the greatness that's what's with, within the black man and our melanin so mm-hmm. you know what I mean I'm just really trying to just be be a cat out here that that really lives that you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying and you know I could do I, I, I it's many facets of what I could do you, you know you're gonna See me on America's Got Talent, but you gonna see me protesting in the South Side of Chicago too. Mm. You know what I mean? So it's it's just really just letting people know that you know we royalty,
0: king. Yeah, yeah, my king, McCannon. You, <laughs> you grew up in uh, you from San Diego. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Southeast. Well, what, what, what is San Diego like exactly? San it's Diego funny. not that far from L.A., right? Yeah, you
1: no, know, I saw Southern California, but it, it's it's funny because people always get, people get California mixed up in the same way they get New York mixed up. Mm-hmm. Like they don't know the difference between Brooklyn and the Bronx and all that stuff. And it's kind of the same way. Like San, California is you got the Bay up top, yeah. then you got Sac in the middle, then you got L.A. and then right beneath L.A. is San Diego. So. And and it's the closest one to the border. It's the closest it's the one where the drug trade really mm. pop off. You know what I mean? With Tijuana. Shout out to and, uh, all
0: my players yeah. in San Diego. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> they, like when, when during that time in the eighties that Rick Ross and all they was mm-hmm. moving through Dago crazy. So, um, uh it it was uh you know, it was interesting growing up around there, man. You know. One thing I don't never want to do, I'll never be that dude that be trying to glorify shit and trying to make it look like I was yeah. tougher than I was. I mean, I'm, I'm from there. I'm still from there. You know what I mean. I, I still got property. I still my my family. All that's still there. So
0: I think that's one of the things that, like you know, especially in the in the black community where we. I remember seeing you growing up, yeah. and I remember people like, yeah, Nick Cannon is corny, and I'm like, what? Nick Cannon is corny. That <laughs> nigga's a cornball. <laughs> and like, I had to really get to you know a, a, age of maturity where yeah. I was like. Wow, the nigga was being himself, son, and nigga was calling him corny. Yeah, this nigga is corny right here. It's not (laughs) being himself. He's corny. He, you know what I mean? Exactly. But you don't when you're not from something, and you somebody acting a certain way, which was yourself. Where in the community, it's a whole bunch of people acting like each other, who's not really.
1: Yeah, that's real shit. A
0: certain way, you know what I mean?
1: It's interesting, man, because Cass ain't really know like. Honestly, we're first of all off top. I never gave a fuck about what people thought about me. You know what I mean? Like, still don't to this day. Whether it's me rocking a turban, whether it's me rocking a fucking... Purple Mohawk, whatever. I never mm-hmm. gave a fuck. And I've always been successful. Been able to do whatever. I say what the fuck I want to say. Mm-hmm. I'll be pissing white people off. Mm-hmm. I'll be pissing black people off. You know what <laughs> I mean? Like, I don't give a shit because mm-hmm. I'm just me. And always been that. I've been solid from the gate. Since mm-hmm. you've seen me, I've always been who I am. and But it's interesting because, and I was I was always like, it was, I was on some Kaiser Soze shit where I, I, was, I was a grown man. I mean, I was, you know, by the time I, people knew who I was, 18, 19 years old. But I grew up just like a regular street nigga like everybody else. Mm-hmm. But it, when that Nickelodeon opportunity came up, I was like, nigga, let me put this shit down and go yeah. put this corny suit on. So it, how, how did you get into acting? Stand-up comedy. It was all stand I was doing stand-up. What, I was, what age? Shit, I started, I started that shit with like 11. Like, Damn. but but like, I didn't start professionally until I was about fifteen. I used to catch rides from San Diego all the way to Hollywood to do like two minutes at the comedy. So I was opening up for cats like Chappelle and mm-hmm. Tucker, and like at fifteen, and then had to drive back down and go to school the next morning. And you know, he was, sell, he was selling weed and and, and mixtapes and everything to get gas money to you know to make it to the comedy Hustle. club. So you was hustling. Had to, but that's the thing. Like, and it's like I never really glorified that shit because it's like it, it's silly too, and that's why I mm-hmm. say it was on the Kaiser Soze shit. I was like, Nah, I'm a, if y'all think I was born with the silver spoon, well, fuck it, let's do it. Mm-hmm. And and I I got into the game mastered the shit in front of the camera, mastered the shit behind the camera. At 17, I was the youngest staff writer in television history. By the time I was 28, I was the youngest television chairman at Viacom. King. You know what I'm saying? King. So I was like, I just got in there. I was like, yo, I'm going to work this for for what it is. I'm going to hustle through it. And that's, that's kind of like that mentality to where cats who come up in the streets, you know, you're going to take advantage of that opportunity and do as much as you possibly can.
0: So that's how we rocked with it. Motherfucking black king, motherfucking Nick Cannon, and <laughs> on, on Verde, our king youngest shit, youngest staff writer. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, I'm on my king and queen shit. Heavy. Hell yeah, when real the Ladies talk. come through; they know their name is queen until they prove otherwise. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? Word up. Uh. You know you a queen until you prove otherwise. <laughs> oh man, this is crazy. You was raised by your grandparents.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because my my parents, the way this shit happened. My dad was was a gang member and all that stuff it was real rah I got locked up, gave his life to the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, but still was you know still doing. <laughs> so he got he got this beautiful young lady pregnant while he was still in high school. They was both still in high school, so mm-hmm. pops went off to you know seminary to try to become a minister. Uh, my mom was young, trying to you know figure out night school and jobs, and so you know they my my grandmother stepped in and, and helped out. You know what I mean. My grandfather was. Uh, He was not really. He was there, you know. How old black men do? He he was there, but he wasn't there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. That's (laughs) a fact. (laughs) Always there, but not really
1: there. Like. So, my, I credit my grandmother, man. She, she held it down in a big way. And then, uh, you know, I was bounced around a lot. I always say it's the boys in the hood type story. When I start, you know, trying to be on the, on my gangbang shit, they moved me to where my pops was in North Carolina, got me mm-hmm. out of all of that shit. Uh, pops steered me in the right direction and kind of got me going on my comedy stuff and stuff like that at a young age. And then I moved back to Cali, uh, for high school. And that's, that's when shit started popping off for me.
0: So what was the first, what was the first move to Nickelodeon? What was their first show there? Well,
1: this, this? before, like, I was actually popping in comedy before I even got to Nickelodeon. Like, mm-hmm. that was, but, like, I couldn't do Def Jam and all that shit because I was too young. But I was doing the road and all, and I was mm-hmm. getting opportunities and shit like that with, like, you know, like I said, like, Chappelle looked out for me. Uh, Chris Tucker looked out for me. Mike Epps. I used to be on the road with Mike Epps at like 16 years <laughs> old. Crazy shit. Like, mm-hmm. you got crazy, wild stories of Mike just wilding in hotel rooms. And like, I'm 16 looking up to this motherfucker. But, um, yeah, so that shit, I got a di- I actually got, before I got on Nickelodeon, because my comedy shit was popping off and my music shit was lightweight, uh, popping, I got signed by Will Smith at like 16. 17. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah and so true. like, I was, and everybody was like, oh, this is the next Will Smith, this is the next Will Smith, and I, he took me under his wing, he signed me to his label, We gave my first television deal for the WB, we uh, developed this little show that was supposed to come on after the Jamie Foxx show called Loose Cannon, and it was pretty much Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but me in a military school. Oh, right. So a little knucklehead nigga that had to go to military school. Um, and so, but that shit didn't pop off like, it, like I wanted it to but i had already been over there writing for like keenan and kell and all that mm-hmm. and so i just started writing my own shit and then i wrote my own show i was at shoot eighteen nineteen. i was the youngest uh executive producer producing and writing my own show over at nickelodeon and that's when people were like wow this kid's amazing and shit so then i started the record label over there at mm-hmm. nick records and started putting music out and that's how that shit just jumped off over there
0: this motherfucker is a hustler. You did a lot. How old are you? Shit, I'm 36. This nigga's 36, man. This motherfucker did a lot, though.
1: Hey, I done everything I ever wanted to do. That's why I said right now on some real shit, I did everything I ever wanted to do in entertainment. Now it's about giving other people opportunities, and that's why I created shit like Wildin' Out and mm-hmm. the label and all that stuff just to really let put other niggas on. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And other people with talent because I I've, I've done everything I wanted to do.
0: This motherfucker I, really did everything. This motherfucker rap (laughs) movies when when did you you always was rapping
1: i was i was rapping first that was the thing that's kind of what we used to do that kind of kept me out of a lot of the gang shit in san diego because it was me and my crew we was rappers we was partiers we threw parties dj and was rapping so all the gang members held us down but we it was more like yo this was our click and so i was doing that at like 14 15 selling the cds out trunk of mom's car and DJing parties and all that type of shit like early 90s like I started DJing in 96 and then from there we was just you know we I, we was trying to be the little we was called the, the bomb squad we was trying to be the next little outcast mm. and we had like, the whole dungeon family we had a whole little movement down there that we was rocking with and um, you know we, we that that's how it all jumped off but I was always doing stand up on the side so nigga would be like I do a talent show and come in first and second for like the stand up and the rap group type shit so it was cool
0: I hated like almost all your records but <laughs> I, I like gigolo that shit
1: have, that gigolo shit had rag swag rag no yeah that shit was lit <laughs> nah gigolo. but and that to be honest and talk I don't get the, a chance to talk about this shit a lot but And I think Drake had a line. It's was like, fuck up and shoot, uh, fuck around and shoot the wrong video. And that shit will fuck your whole shit up. Like, that shit is so real. Like, I was all, I was all some, like, trying to be conscious. Like, on some, like, outcast shit. That was my favorite shit. Mm -hmm. And they knew me, like, oh, this is the kid from Nickelodeon. So he, I want him to make records, like, your pops don't like me. And all this type of shit. And Mm. I was like, and, like, literally, there was conversation, like, if you don't make this record, we going to drop you wow and and shit in the late 90s early 2000 it wasn't it wasn't no fucking youtube it wasn't no soundcloud Mm -hmm. like i was on i wasn't gonna fuck up my opportunity and i was like well shit i could freak this shit i'm i know how to hustle my way through this like fuck it i'll do whatever they they want me to do and i had to compromise my creative integrity at the time as an artist Mm -hmm. and that's one of them things you learn early on man like that shit uh, our. I don't have regrets because, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today and shit. I'm I'm in a very yeah. lovely situation. But if I could do things differently as an artist early on, man, I wish I would have stuck to my guns and made the type of music that I was a fan of. Opposed to like what the organization and the corporation thought i was supposed to be you know having me remake parents just don't understand your pops mm-hmm. don't like me like i ain't want to do
0: none of that shit but you know you needed that stepping stone
1: yeah and and the bread was lovely so mm-hmm. you know i'm 18 years old driving around range rover house in the hollywood hills and you know shit i, I came from nothing mm-hmm. so i was like all right well fuck it
0: i'm gonna beat that's it that's crazy that you say that because i really was under the impression that you was like like born rich or some shit <laughs> yeah
1: niggas always think. word
0: I think it was I think it was because of the Will Smith thing once you yeah. hear it's like Will Smith and niggas yeah. and kid, you like you, you just rich yeah. like, you know what I mean
1: nah that shit and then I fucked the money off you know what I mean and was broke and had to go right back to the hood Yeah. lost the, the whip all that shit when it's, did you lose it all probably like 19 mm. And Will, all they told me, was like, don't go buy all that jewelry and cars and shit. And like, the, the show's not guaranteed. It's like, fuck that. I'm with Will Smith. Shit, you got a range? I want a range, yeah. nigga. Like, and that shit didn't get picked up, nigga. That shit, I was quiet. I was just
0: telling somebody that I said, a lot of artists get in direct competition with, like, they bosses and people that's yeah. around them. Yeah. So they be feeling like they got to buy that shit. Yeah. And it's like, you can't afford it. You got the money to get it, but you can't afford it. You can't it. afford it. That's real <laughs> shit. That's Word. real game right there. That shit is crazy. Um, I, I just watched your breakfast club interview the other day. I was like, Oh shit. Like that shit was hard. (laughs) Like I was like, I really didn't even know that you was like, so into like the shit I was into, you know Uh, what I mean? (laughs) I was (laughs) like, yo, I was like, yo, perception is a motherfucker. Cause if you see a motherfucker doing one thing, you would really think that, you know what I mean? That's who
1: that person is. You see a nigga on, uh, (laughs) <laughs> america's got talent with shiny shoes on this shit mm-hmm. you don't know that you know uh, i'm one of those dudes no like, you
0: don't think they would let a motherfucker on america's got talent <laughs> that's even trying to speak a little bit of knowledge yeah you know what yeah I mean? that's real so that's like a blessing in itself it's real like talk. that nigga out here finessing
1: yeah that's what it is you kaiser sozak let's yeah, go <laughs> nah you, yeah
0: yeah i i'm, I'm I like that now, yeah. It's starting to rain truer now. Like more, the deeper I think about it, this, this nigga Nick Cannon is in disguise. <laughs> I was like, yo, I could get that. This All right, nigga, nigga, let's go. Them niggas got a a, a messenger from Muhammad on the stage. <laughs> <laughs> this niggas, I know why. Now. Yo, how do you feel about
1: religion, man? To me, religion is rules honestly and, and ultimately religion is just how how man uh dealt with their conversation with god and or the most high and how you see it and ultimately when you look at all religions it's ultimately the same message but it's told through a different language it's told through a different culture mm-hmm. uh and i always say like my first <laughs> my, my first language was Christianity, but I speak many spiritualities mm-hmm. and I'm fluent in many spiritualities just in that sense to where obviously we grow up in you know, most black households, you come up and you got to go to church with big mama mm-hmm. and you sit there and I always had questions, man. I was sitting there like, why am I supposed to believe this, this Bible that this white man gave us? Who is King James? And mm-hmm. uh, You know what I mean? So I would get into it, and especially I come from a, my dad's a minister. You know what I mean, my, 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 and and so I'm questioning him. You know what I'm saying? Like, why do we believe this? And why do we got to give this person money? Like, so I'm getting all of this game from the preacher, man. So I'm seeing the bullshit too. I'm seeing the theatrics too. And I'm like, man, that ain't that ain't God. You know what I'm saying? So I saw that. And one thing my pops told me, you know, he, he allowed me to find the relationship for myself. So then what I started to do, I started to study other religions. I started to study Islam. I started to study, you know, the, the beliefs of Buddha and, and getting into all of this stuff. And then once I really found out, like, man, it's, a lot of this stuff stems from the same place. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But. Like the we, same moral code. Yeah. And, and it's just like, all right, well, how do we get to it? And, and what happened before the religions and, and before everything was separated? And that's really the, the core in which I try to get to. So I'm definitely not religious. I, I feel like that's some mind control. You know, uh, (laughs) you know, like we, they always say they like the the business. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) It's a business, like a motherfucker. And they like, it's about farming people. And when you think about like, you got your cattle over here, you got your cattle over here and like, all right, we know, we, we tag them. We know what their birth certificate says. We know what their belief system is. And they're worth this amount of money. Christians are worth this. Mm. You know what I mean? And, and Jewish people are worth this and there's a value system in religion. So therefore, once, you, if you remove all of that shit, then people can actually be
0: humans and understand humanity. That's crazy. I never really thought about it. It's like it is. It's, it's, like, a value, farming. it's yep. like farming. It's like farming. in it. Yep. Holy shit. Categorize cats. Damn, that's real. <laughs> yep. Because even your applications, religion. Yep. yep. That, that, that there's, they don't tell you that though. Like the higher ups, the elites,
1: they there's a they have a value system of what they believe people are worth, mm-hmm. and it's just like it, they they believe you know Muslims are, are are worth this. They believe Jewish people are worth this. They but and it's actually it's documented. It's all mathematics. I mean, you understand like mm-hmm. you know how the, when they break that shit down, uh, and they and and they trying to get to that 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 moral code of of what they believe is a moral code. Mm-hmm it's they believe that they're better than us. And I get into that conversation, get shit get too deep, but it's like the, the eugenics mindset, you know what I mean? Like they put us in, in these categories so they can control us. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? They used religion to control us. They, 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 they use religion in a way of fear. Like if you don't do what we say, if you don't trust this belief system, you're going to go to hell. Mm -hmm. So motherfuckers got scared. And once they got scared, they could control them because then they feel like this book is, is the, the, the power that can move these slaves around.
0: This week's episode of Tax Season is brought to you by Viceland. Late night TV just got darker. Jesus Nice and the kid Marrow have landed their own late night TV show on Viceland. The new TV channel from Vice is called Jesus and Marrow. Late nights at 11 p.m. You might know these guys from the Bodega Boys podcast. You might even know them from Twitter. Apparently, Twitter people can get TV shows too. This is not your typical late night show. No white guys named Jimmy, no A less celebrities selling their movies, no scripted jokes, no band, just two guys from the Bronx giving you their takes on the culture, politics, sports, entertainment, and other subjects they don't really know anything about. You might know Jesus and Mero from Being on Tax Season. It's one of the most legendary episodes. If you never heard it, go back and listen to it. Watch the show because Marrow has mad kids, Jesus loves sneakers, they're funny, and other late night shows are corny. So watch Jesus and Mero on TV on Viceland every Monday, through thursday night at 11 p.m. go to viceland.com to find their channel and check out some free episodes the brand is strong i always said i said how do how do us niggas right how do us niggas come from africa right and then we believe in the same religion as them yeah the uh, uh the, the europeans uh, yeah, how,
1: how did this happen exactly mind like, control and that's what it was based on yeah they said we're gonna give them this book we're gonna let them we're gonna scare them you know, because we see that they're 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 educated people mm-hmm. and they're not they they're not scared of anything, but if we can show them that we overpower them with these weapons, these diseases and all that stuff and then we say it's it's divine that God did it and if you if you be good, if you listen to me, you'll get the good stuff and you'll get the fruits of your labor once you die. Mm-hmm. I said that, nigga. That's game. Like, but that's <laughs> that shit so fly. Till so they made you be like, all right. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna listen to Master now because once I die, it's, it's, it's the land of milk and honey and.
0: The Streets are gonna be paved with gold. I just had a um, yesterday. It was the what was, it, was it the Soul Train Awards. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was the Soul Train Awards, and you know, I didn't watch it, but everybody was like tweeting about it. I was watching <laughs> right. the tweets and shit, and not because I, I not just because I don't have cable anymore. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So, um, long story short. Um, I was like, "Yo, man, why the fuck black motherfuckers go to the Soul Train Awards or the BET Awards, and they accept their award? And it's like, it's like they just had a um, like um, a religious
1: like, experience? No, not no,
0: no, no. Oh, they have the religious experience on the white show. Oh, right. But on on the black show, it's like they just had Student of the Month. Like, all right, oh yeah, thank You're you, yeah, thank you, yo. Shout out to what's the name. You already know they man, don't embrace that shit. It's man. like why we don't celebrate our shit, like.
1: It's our culture, man. We want to be accepted by others. It's mm-hmm. that mentality, man. It, it, they they beat us down so much that we understand that this ain't our system. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? We understand we operating in their system. So when they acknowledge us, it's our old master said we good. Mm-hmm. We know we, we know we the best, especially amongst each other. It's like when you hooping with your niggas, you know you nice. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know your neighborhood can ball. But then with if, if a college scout, come or you know and say you nice then that that get those type of accolades and those the oh they i must be better than these people because i know we all great Mm -hmm. but when i get handpicked and said and and the elite say i'm good that means more to me for some reason, opposed to our own saying we good. And, that, and a lot of that has to do with that, that crab in the barrel mentality as well, too, mm-hmm. because we've been beating each other down so much because it's been so much competition. They separated. They made us fight each other. Yeah. They made us hate each other. So, therefore, we're trying to make it out instead of building up. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like that. If you look at every other culture, they build their communities collectively mm-hmm. until they're so powerful. Until they have so much strength that everybody eating, we just like, we just want to make it out. Yeah. We just want to, we want to shoot our way out. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know what was in it, but I got out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's that, it's that runaway slave mentality. You know what I'm saying? As opposed to like I made it. I'm good. I'm free where, and, and, and that, that's not our fault. You know what I mean? We yeah. just, we just trying to survive.
0: No, it's, it's yeah. You're right. It's, yeah. it's definitely it's a survival tactic. It's, yeah, you forced to do it. Like you put into a situation where you that afraid. Where it's like you have to escape.
1: Yeah, like, and you and sometimes we don't think about others, and 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 then we start then so that creates more fear and more competition because we know they're only gonna let so many of us free. Mm-hmm. They're only gonna let so many of us escape. Yeah. So it's gonna be me. You know what I mean? I don't care about everybody else. It gotta be me. And that that's that's destroyed our community too. And then they
0: abandoned themselves completely. That's why when I heard you when I heard you on on Breakfast Club, I was like, Wow, like I never thought about it, but I just never knew either that you was like in touch with certain things. Because some people they get so Once they crib get too far, they they don't know they what's don't, going on. They don't want to go and back. They I, lose touch. I understand it. That's like <laughs> if you're coming outside your crib every day and you're not seeing yellow tape or seeing somebody die or seeing crackheads or you don't see it. So. Yeah. You eventually
1: feel like it don't exist
0: no more. Exactly.
1: Nah, that's it. and that's that's one of the reasons why I'm constantly in these communities, and I feel like too much is given, much is required. And I'm a I'm a ca- I came up in a way where I, I did a lot of dumb shit. I was a dumb little kid, like trying to be rah rah, and by the grace of God, I just didn't get caught out there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I got all like most of my dudes I came up with locked up, gone. Not you know. Mm-hmm. No longer with us. You know what I mean? Or still... It's still in the street struggling. And it's just like... Yo, I was blessed enough to make it out. And then I did a bunch of fuck shit. Like spending money on stupid (laughs) shit. Mad bitches. All of that type of stuff. And it's like... And I've, I've been blessed enough to evolve and get to a place my whole life is now dedicated to the community. Even, even no matter how much money I continue to make, I want to die broke. I want to die broke in the sense that I've given all my money back to our communities. I've built community centers, children's hospitals. Mm -hmm. That's, that's my goal. Long as my family's good. You you said, you can't take this shit with you. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? You don't never see a Brinks truck following a hearse. Like that shit is just like, so if I can enrich my community, that's the reason why I went back to school to, to one show that, Real wealth is knowledge Because that's some shit They can't take away from exactly. you Exactly And that shit You, you
0: gotta feed them yeah, Like yeah. people Like a lot of people Like I don't know people. A lot of people Get the mis- misconception From me I guess because I'm aggressive So <laughs> people People be like Oh yeah Tax you be doing this You do doing it. And then after people Listen to my shit out, They be like Yo you was talking about some shit, real and shit. And I'd be like, "Yo, listen, I joke a lot, but yeah. I'm still conscious of what's going on." And I'm like, "I, I try to feed motherfuckers the medicine through the candy, yeah, and that's because exactly. everybody not gonna just be listening when you come in deep to them, like real they shit. A, they end up these niggas drinking lean, they partying, and you they just come over there shit. like your black king. Listen, they're <laughs> They like,
1: 'What? They don't want to hear that shit.' They, they ain't try to hear that shit, but that's a, that's why comedians and, and, and dudes who uh, who are humorous they the real geniuses. Mm -hmm. Understanding satire, understanding like just how you said, how to deliver a strong message in a sweet way. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Where you educating niggas, they don't even know they getting educated. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like that, like that coming from that space, like I feel like that, that anointing has been put on me in a way to where I have such an optimistic view on life that I could say the tough shit that most cats can't say. Mm-hmm. I'm I walk in the room and then oh he's so friendly, he's so non threatening, but I'ma still say the same shit my nigga was gonna say to you.
0: <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
1: Uh-huh. On some that's real red, shit like yeah. that. So it, it's like that's that's how if I if I gotta get in the door that way, then that's the way I'ma do it. Mm-hmm. That's just how we do, it. and and made a lot of money along the way doing it.
0: What's your beef for Planned Parenthood, man? I heard they going I heard they was gonna ride on you, like
1: <laughs> they was gonna ride on you. <laughs> nah, but that's it's, it. Goes back to exactly what we've been talking about, and it's funny. Like a lot of people thought. I was coming at them like, like on a, on some a woman's movement stuff. Like one thing you never heard me say, you never heard me say the word abortion. Mm-hmm. You never heard me speak on anything about a woman's body. I didn't even say the word woman. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I can't speak to that. I'm a man. I don't think the government or anyone else should be able to tell a woman what she can or cannot do with her body. Mm-hmm. I'm not in that fight. I'm not. A, that, I'm not a woman. Mm-hmm. I can't speak to that. But what I can speak to are the facts and the fact that Planned Parenthood was all about eugenics. Mm -hmm. When you think about Margaret Sanger, the founder of of Planned Parenthood, she said she wanted to exterminate the Negro race. Mm -hmm. And she was going to do that through sterilization. And they were going to call that birth control, even the word control from birth control, population control, Mm -hmm. whatever you want. They wanted to control us and eat this system. That system. Is still operating to this day. So they were. They, there's so many counts of sterilization throughout our country that they can't even keep up with it. They know that they were injecting us. To make us sterile so that we could not procreate. Mm-hmm. They were injecting us with diseases. They from uh, the, the 80s and 90s HIV epidemic, all of that stuff where people thought they were getting hepatitis shots from these clinics where people, you know what I mean? Not necessarily it was Planned Parenthood, but this, this, this was the eugenics mentality. This was that we are an elite group of people. The same way that Donald Trump and all them feel that they, we need to build walls and get rid of people. They feel like they're better than another class of people mm-hmm. and that they are going to get rid of all those people. They call it gentrification. I call it shit genocide. Mm-hmm. And it's real. So whether you want to call it Planned Parenthood, whether you want to call it these companies who own, you know, Hennessy and, and all these big businesses from the, you know, you know what it is, from the Rockefellers to the Bilderberg mm-hmm. to, to all, this shit yeah. is real shit. But we don't want to pay attention to it because it's too difficult to consume. You know what I mean? So we rather just be like, oh no, I'm liberal. Oh no, I'm conservative. No, I'm Republican. I'm Democrat. Not none of that shit i'm i'm trying to survive out here <laughs> you know what i'm saying and these motherfuckers don't want me to survive they never mm-hmm. did so even if you be like oh well i'm not racist or that wasn't me or plant parent doesn't do that anymore the system in which it was built on is still operating today yeah. and and it's it's fucked up our community it's fucked up our mentality to where now you got us fighting each other over some shit you built to try to destroy us that's fucked up mm-hmm. and if you ain't gonna speak to that then, yeah, you still part of the fucking problem.
0: Yeah, I be... You know, I talk about white people a lot. Uh. <laughs> Yeah, me too. And and you know, a lot of my white friends been like really hitting me up lately. Like yeah. yo tax. Like you're like I'm like, yo, I'm not even talking about I'm you. Because I y'all. know you don't I know you don't understand. I'm I'm talking to your grandfather.
1: Exactly. The system. That's what I said yeah. You know what I said? I said white is an acronym. It's like when having inheritance to everything. <laughs> like the motherfuckers just they thought that's mine, that's mine, this is all mine. Nigga, yeah. no, it's not yours. <laughs> why do why do you think this shit is yours? You came over here just like me, motherfucker. Uh-huh. But it's like, I, and like James Baldwin put the shit the best way. He said, he said, white is just society's metaphor for systemic power. Them motherfuckers who got the real power. Them secret meetings that motherfuckers be having. Ooh. You know what I mean? The people, the, the the money. Like, don't think that, you know, these votes I- influence the dollars. No, the dollars influence the votes. The policy yeah, is built on currency. You know what I mean? It's the motherfuckers with the real money that make you think, "Oh yeah, let's make them think they got a choice." Nah, you still gonna be oppressed either way because the motherfuckers with the money is gonna look out for the other motherfuckers with the money. Yeah. And that's just real shit.
0: That's just how the game goes.
1: <laughs> it's how it is. So get as much money as you can, get you some land, mm-hmm. learn how to get your shit and, agriculturally and, and, correct
0: and, and fuck you a build a bird.
1: Get you one of them Rockefellers <laughs> and, and, and go all the way up,
0: yo. Word to mother, yo, niggas, I was. How do you feel about? All right, this shit. This might be five questions. <laughs> go you know, ahead. Um, you know, we can talk about anything. How do you feel about Trump as a person?
1: Ah. Uh-huh. I've only had the chance to meet him a couple of times and they were, you know, he wasn't, he, he wasn't the friendliest motherfucker in the world. You know, he felt, I felt like he, he had an arrogance. And most successful motherfuckers are arrogant as shit. This yeah. Nigga got his name on every fucking building. This nigga put his name on every fucking thing. Yeah. You know that nigga think he the shit. Yep. And that's how he walk around. He walk around with an air about him that feels like, yo, I'm better than these people. Mm-hmm. And for that to be the representation of our country, is is sad, man. Especially when we came from somebody who was a community activist, somebody who cared about people. You felt like Barack cared about people. You may you may not have liked them, but you felt like yo he loved his family. He he, he cared about people. He may not have made every decision that you thought he should make, but this brother went in and did it with class and grace. And the rest of the world, he was representing us to the rest of the world. Now we got this wild motherfucker with his name on every fucking thing.
0: A wild rich hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs>
1: right, like that. Just think he the shit. Like yep. that's our president. If and that's how the rest of. Because Americans, we get a, a a arrogant mentality that we think it's all about us. Mm-hmm. It's a whole nother world going out there. Everything you got on, everything we operating on right now is made in China.
0: <laughs> I, I had to tell somebody the other day. I said somebody in another country is more scared that trump is the president than us (laughs) real shit he said nigga you talking about you scared you want to move that nigga might want to move (laughs) here right he's so scared he don't know what trump gonna do yeah
1: because we got the bully on our side yeah he's actually on our side we just gonna
0: suffer a little bit yeah but
1: but in that sense man it's like
0: you heard what he said that motherfucker said in the interview he said why go and take a little bit of the oil Take all of the oil. <laughs> I said, like, This is wild. It does make sense. It's like, you just want to keep going back, do a little war, take a little bit. <laughs> go, leave him alone, go back, take a little bit more. It's like, wow, well, just take it all. you already bully and Just go, you His know what I mean? This is wild. That yo. nigga said, take it all. I believe him. He's a bully. I think he's going to go over there on a jet ski and take the oil. <laughs> <laughs> By himself. Trump and Cali. Like, nah. <laughs> Snapchatting the whole time. <laughs> man, I, Trump is... Trump. Yo, I just was watching some shit with Tr- Trump on the... T- I said, yo, man, this nigga is like true... Oh, they say he's going to stay in New York at the Trump Tower. Why this nigga ain't even going to stay at the White House, V? You cannot tell me this nigga is not the most entertaining person <laughs> you have seen thus far. This is the... Yo, Our he is taking the cake for everybody we have ever seen, from O.J. Simpson <laughs> to motherfucking... Any infamous person in the world, he has just took the cake.
1: This nigga is still trolling on Twitter. Oh,
0: the president of the United States. <laughs> Talking shit. World. This nigga gonna run he the world. He doing what you doing, tax? Tex. Dude, this motherfucker is me. I'm broke as a motherfucker. This nigga's wildin'.
1: <laughs> Talking shit about
0: people. The nigga Fab said in the line, broke niggas. Talking because it's free Wi-Fi. And it's true. I be having free Wi-Fi. That's why I be wailing. <laughs> take advantage of this shit Let while it's still on. take advantage hard. of this shit while we got this motherfucking Wi-Fi, man. What's wrong with these niggas, man?
1: Hilarious.
0: Oh, man. What made you enroll in the Howard?
1: Man, again, going back, like, honestly, real wealth is education, is mm. knowledge. They can't take that shit from you. You know what I mean? And, and at a HBCU, it's not you're not just getting that book smart shit, but you building knowledge yourself on some real shit. Like yeah. you really understanding who you are and within your community, and and how to deal, and all the greats that you know, you know they they you you walk into the founders library, they got stuff that Frederick Douglass wrote by hand. You know what I mean? Mm. Stokely Carmichael was there. You know, like there There's so many movements that were created at Howard uh it, it just represents excellence and it's in dc and i'm on the hill all the time over there you know speaking about policy trying to get this public education right uh and so to be right there i feel like that's where i needed to be man because i'm i mean i love entertainment love everything that i've done in entertainment will continue to do but i feel like there's a next level in my life man i'm really trying to be a great thinker i'm really trying to be somebody that can leave something leave a legacy mm. and, and and it starts with your education on some philosopher shit, <laughs> like like I'm trying to get there to it, like really leave something in this world, whether it's a children's hospital, whether it's community centers, mm-hmm. or whether it's just you know make make niggas
0: think differently, no, make niggas question listening. shit. That's Sometimes my. Bad. I just gotta question shit. I always told niggas, man, you you either gotta get your name on a school, right? You understand. Or your name in the newspaper, just, <laughs> whichever shit. way, <laughs> whichever way, whichever one. But you, it's probably better to get Keep your name, name on the school. school. <laughs> you know what I mean?
1: That's real shit. Real That's real shit. Because
0: when you, I was riding through the hood one day, and I'm like reading all these names yeah. on the schools, and I'm like, Who, I mean, I'm like these niggas are like these niggas' names live forever, ever.
1: Yeah, ever. For, ever that's where i'm trying to be
0: like don't be that nigga who name ain't live forever
1: exactly i, would, I want the kids to go to nick cannon elementary yeah. <laughs>
0: and that's another part of the reason why i like to i i i, I document my thoughts yeah. online because i'm like nigga when i die these shit's still gonna be relevant real talk what i said is still gonna be relevant so that's i'm real. gonna live on you dig what i'm that's saying smart a lot of motherfuckers die as soon as they die
1: yeah don't be that nigga. don't leave shit legacy is it's forever and that's what we trying to build and I said, niggas don't even, like, niggas wanna ball out right now, mm-hmm. but don't have their affairs in order. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, real shit. You know what I mean? And see, you was a baller, but now your kids gotta struggle. You exactly. know what I mean? Over some dumb shit. You could've, you could've, you could've, you could've had a will. You could've had some life insurance. Mm-hmm. You could've put something aside. You could've, you could've put a, a fund here for this and for that.
0: Today's episode of Tax Season is brought to you by Bevel. Multi-blade razors, skin removal creams, improper shaving techniques. Don't let these things happen to you, beloved. Life could definitely be better if you make wiser choices and wiser decisions. Bevel's in-the-end shaving system includes a pre-shave oil, badger brush, safety razors, blades, shaving cream, and a cool and restoring balm. And if you don't believe us, believe the difference you'll see when you introduce Bevel into your life. Bevel is Dermatologists approved, improving to reduce and prevent razor bumps, discoloration, and irritation. Nine out of ten customers come back month after month to make sure they keep getting that bevel blessing. And you can't come back if you never got here to begin with. So make sure you get your bevel today. Today and not tomorrow. Today, procrastination is like masturbation, because in the end, you only fucking yourself. Go to getbevel.com slash Tax season to order your bevel today and get the first month for free. That's G-E-T-B-E-V-E-L dot com slash tax season to get your first month of your bevel subscription for free. Yo, black people got a problem in not getting life insurance.
1: Man. Yeah, man, it's you know Especially what it is. We got niggas
0: a... to sell crack. Exactly, yeah. and I'm you, the
1: ones who needed the most. Nigga, you get the life insurance, <laughs> beloved. Shit, <laughs> exactly. Put that back in the streets. Once <laughs> you go, son. Flip niggas, it.
0: Niggas got four Benzes, die and then pop up with a GoFundMe the next day. I'm right? Like, Wait up, nigga. <laughs> Wait up. You just threw ten thousand on on Bernice, nigga. Right. And you?
1: And, and you <laughs> Go fund me and, and you can't pay for your own funeral Word
0: Bernice That's... ain't even post the R.I.P. for you <laughs> <laughs> All that money we threw at it Jesus Christ Let's get back to the community Yo, pass me a water, <clears throat> beloved Yeah Thank you, man Let me take a little nah, swing Nah, do your thing We people. can't do it That's what it is, man I've been seeing a lot of people with that water What, what is that?
1: Exactly. Uh, shoot, you know me, I got the kidney shit, so I gotta make sure I hydrate. I drink two gallons of uh, water a day, and it, it's usually if it's ionized. And alkaline. That's what you want. You know what I mean? It's just really it's just the energy, it's the charge. It's kinda like a battery. You know what I mean? It's right. a balance in it to where it's like it really gets to the cells and actually makes it pure and in a sense where it's like they say it goes as far as like curing curing cancer and disease and stuff mm. like that if you drink the right amount of water. But yo man, water is the Do secret to life. Yeah. I do. Um I used to juice four joints a day when I was sick, you know, with the kidneys and all that. Uh now I'm like one a day. What
0: happened with your kidneys?
1: Nigga, I was just going too hard, honestly, oh, you know what working I mean? Hard. Yeah, yeah. And um not not doing, you know, I had a morning show and all that shit, not sleeping, straight from the club, not, not drinking. eating right. Yeah, not hydrating, thinking I was in shape. they look like I was in yeah, shape.
0: That's what I be telling niggas, niggas yeah. be thinking because they slim, they good. <laughs> i like, slim.
1: I'm... Nah, that don't be the case. So, mm-hmm. uh and what ended up happening, I had kidney failure and then they found out because, what caused it is that i had lupus and it's like lupus nephritis and it's like mm-hmm. lupus is where you you got an overactive immune system mm-hmm. so my shit was just always going on some add shit and when your immune system is overactive it starts to attack your own organs and it mm-hmm. started to attack my kidneys so i had to get they reboot it and make you go through like chemo and all of that shit and mm-hmm. you know every once in a while i got to go into the hospital and recharge and all that shit like is chemo
0: um, painful
1: I mean, it's a process. That shit is the bullshit because it do shit like it make your hair fall out and mm-hmm. make you real weak. It make, it take you, what happens a lot of times, it takes your immune system so low that other shit fucks you up. You get other type of infections and other attacks because the chemo done tore you down so much and that's yeah. when people be passing away. Like they'll do the chemo yeah. and they won't make it because something else happens because their immune system was so low. Yeah. So that's the times where you got to be like the most careful and kind of quarantine you and people, you know what I mean? You can't be around people that are sick and stuff because that your shit is at its lowest. So I've had to do that shit a couple of times. It's a, and it's not mine isn't as intense as like, cancer chemo like that's sh- that stuff is super intense mm-hmm. like mine you know like i gotta get a couple of treatments i don't like them shit so i only only get them when i absolutely have to have them mm-hmm. so you know i've had them a few times since so you changed your diet and all that 100 percent 2012 they put me on this shit called a renal diet that shit meant i couldn't have no processed food nothing with sodium in it no vitamin k that means that's all green shit so i was literally surviving off of like inshores and carrots Like, like, for like a whole year, like, just trying to, you know, eat right. And then as I got better, I could start eating stuff again. And, you know, so now I ain't, I ain't too strict. Cause I was like, you only, you only live once. You get on this fucking diet and walk out and get (laughs) hit by a fucking bus. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> then, yeah. So I eat what I want, but I just, it's everything in moderation and mm. just water, man. Water is, mm. that shit, it, it keep you going. Real talk is the secret to life.
0: Yeah, I always was the water guard my whole life. That's yeah. why I have this exuberant skin lady. So.
1: <laughs> there it is. <laughs>
0: no, if you, you've been That's asking, it's just water and prayer. Yeah. And meditation. <laughs> and A couple pull-ups each morning. There it is. is. had you right. You <laughs> <laughs> and bevel blades also. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Shout out to Nazia Jones. <laughs> Yeah. But you, you made a song with R. Kelly, man. You ever, you ever pissed on, on a lady? <laughs> on purpose? <laughs> I'm
1: pretty sure now you be have, real talk. You've I'm
0: been real... living in L.A. Too long.
1: too long. Real talk. It was one time. It was one time. It was this badass Brazilian chick. She was so fucking cold. Ooh. And, like, we was in the middle of it. And she was like, I want you to pee on me. I was like, what? I was like... In the bed, like I was like, yeah. we got. This, I ain't gonna be sleeping this pissy ass bed. I was like, let's go to the shower. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Legends never die. Know, when
1: you in the shower, <laughs> you be pissing in the shower anyway. She just was in the way.
0: The golden shower. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. She was cold. You would have pissed on it too, Chuck. Yo, that's she, not, I had just seen a video it, on Twitter today, somebody doing it, and I'm like, I don't know if I could do it. Like, I don't know how I would look at no, her. No real shit, if though. she like, yo, piss on me. I'm like, what?
1: First thing she asked is, can I piss on you? It's like, fuck no. Like, mm-hmm. that was... it. You're not pissing on me. That's mm-hmm. never going to happen. And I was like, I'll piss on you.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and it went down. Now... I don't know. I, allegedly, I don't know if that was Kels in the tape or what, but that nigga a wild boy. <laughs> that
0: was definitely motherfucking. <laughs> that Robin shit ain't trying to say it Kelly. wasn't him. Nigga standing right next to a platinum N- N- record. N- <laughs> nigga said it was Vaughn. <laughs>
1: <laughs> like, I love you. I love you, Kels.
0: Oh my god, son. that shit was wild. Yo, my niggas. Allegedly, Jesus. Allegedly. <laughs> Yo, where that chick at? They showed on some shit one day. Her ass fat as a motherfucker. She I was grown like grown as shit now. I was like, ain't what
1: she? in the fuck? You 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 can say that now, she grown.
0: Yeah, she about... She about forty. 30, 40. <laughs> did, she about forty now. Yo, Kells did that twenty-seven years.
1: Ago. <laughs> we don't know how old that team was.
0: <laughs> Yo, Kells is a fucking legend. This motherfucker really wrote motherfucking AJ nothing but a number. <laughs> you got some nerve, nigga. You got nah. some
1: nerve. <laughs> nah.
0: Shout out to. But he also
1: um, wrote, "I believe I can fly." Step yeah. in the name of love, so we
0: forgive him because we some real niggas. I told you. I said. I said that's what you got to do when tragedy strikes. Right ahead, you find your. <laughs> I believe I can fly and go. I'm, if a black man could get off that shit, he got off of in this climate. Man I believe I can fly it. <laughs> That
1: shit is it Believe Black that. because we forgive it man We'll forgive our people We,
0: You got to though We forgave Mike You know why we gotta Forgive our people Because they forgive All A people And we don't got enough people Yeah that's real shit We don't got enough people To be abandoning Hell niggas. yeah that's, we really, that's all real All our shit. troops that, we, we like yo em. man We know you did some bullshit But come on We then, gonna man. still ride with you We gonna pray that's for you That's fucking hilarious <laughs> Oh my god Shout out to R. Kelly Shout man. out to Kelly <laughs> Genius. I love Kells. How do you feel about Kanye and his I love Ye. rant, man? And I love everything. him, man. I feel
1: like I'm, I'm, all we can do... I mean, it's, it's cliche to sound. All we can do is pray for him, man. But mm-hmm. that's funny shit. I think... I'm going to be honest. I think I introduced Kim and Kanye. What? Word up. I think... Because, you know, Kanye was my man before all this shit. Mm-hmm. When he was making beats on the two-way. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, we go back like that. And I remember... I remember at my 26th birthday, she threw me the party. Uh, Kim threw me the party. Was it was and Kanye came. He's like, "Yo, that's your girl." Was that your girl? Yeah.
0: This is some player shit.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, my 26th birthday. I think that's where they 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 actually met for the first time. It's
0: pictures and all of that shit. It's documented. Yo, that's... Cur- Wait, Nick Cannon is really a legend, my nigga. <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. Oh, man, man. I wish that we had an audience like drink champs ahead right now. I needed some clapping. <laughs> right? Yeah, for real shit. This nigga, at 26, 26... You really have a, um, a strong roster, man. Man. Always was proud of you. Allegedly. <laughs> Always was proud of you for being a a, a, ...a stellar it. young man in your yeah, yeah, quest yeah, and yeah. everything that you do, man. yeah. That's oh man, this dude is really You really that nigga 26 years old <laughs> uh, Introduced Kanye West To his now wife <laughs> Kim K Who's who's vowed to hold him down In the hospital <laughs> She better They say, <laughs> the Kim, put they him say there. Kim K vows to put him I want to put him there This is your fault <laughs> yeah, I'm being wildin <laughs> Stressing me at the crib and shit This nigga nigga's a fucking fool man <laughs> Nah, but um I don't even want to talk about the bitches. I'm sick of asking niggas about bitches. And I'm also sick of niggas asking bitches who they fucked. You know what I mean? Because I ain't asking no bitch that shit. I don't really care at this point. Jesus Christ. I don't care who you- I just assume
1: the worst that's the best way to go in assume she the worst
0: assume the worst my nigga and then when it hasn't you're like, oh okay ah, that's cool, that's cool.
1: I, th- I thought you fucked everybody in no I just edition. told
0: chick I said I don't care if you used to be a hoe I used to be 10
1: <laughs> exactly I love that fucking logic
0: I used to be 10 yo yeah and I grew up word up it is what it is like what the fuck we gonna do as long as you on good at as long as you ain't got no diseases
1: yeah. Only thing though, though, Tess, I gotta say this though, mm-hmm. and maybe this is I'm, I still haven't evolved all the way on my king shit just mm-hmm. yet, because my ego is still in it. It's hard for me to be handcuffing a chick and walking a party and know that eight, nine of my niggas smashed mm-hmm. and they done had her all kind of which ways. And I'm up you
0: trying to treat her like my queen and my flower, I, I could understand the and mental block.
1: Nutted on her face.
0: I can understand the mental block that'll happen in that quest, my
1: That'll fall, that, I, so, and that's why, one, I don't think I'll ever be in a fucking relationship ever again. I just, that's, I'm, I'm quiet for that. Yeah, but I honestly feel like if, if it's somebody that I'm gonna be cuffing and I want to be a queen, she gotta be from somewhere else. She gotta, she gotta be, even if you was a, if you was a hoe in Idaho, you don't, or you in
0: don't, North so you don't want knowledge of self. <laughs> You don't want knowledge of herself. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: Keep yeah. me ignorant and that shit. No, but honestly, like, we joke around, but if you really trying to find that queen, you you got to make sure that she's at least standing for something. Like, that's, to me, I salute. Any dancer, stripper, like, I love them Mm -hmm. because at least they honest and open about... And owning. And owning their shit. I don't like a fucking liar. That's actually even... I've, I've been in situations where... I'll take that back where it's like, if I'm with a chick and I know... Man, he done smashed, but at least we discussed it. Exactly. So I done been put in situations so many times where you got me out here looking like a fuck boy mm-hmm. because you done smashed half of these dudes yeah. and you ain't tell me about it. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting here introducing and swinging hands and shit. Happy and, and shit. I'm, what
0: the fuck y'all? So you looking? start getting them vibes. Yeah, out. I'm like, what the fuck, like. I remember one day A nigga pulled me to the side In a party And this was some chick I wasn't even smashing But I was just so hurt Like yeah. <laughs> Nigga like Yo my nigga You a huh Yeah I, I, I was, I, was di- I felt disrespected From a couple angles I yeah. felt disrespected For him even thinking He could come to speak to me Right About doing that With her Right Then I was I felt disrespected i I'm like Bitch You let like these cornball niggas Fuck on you I'm right. with you Now right. they thinking I'm with you Right and I was like Imagine if I really was with her Right <laughs>
1: And then, like, man, t- I'm telling, I've been put in that situation. Hollywood, that's all it is out well, there. I already know. So they, so all of them chicks, and they like just keep it thorough.
0: If you smash, I already figured it out, though. I'm like, yo, if a bitch look any way half decent, right? Got more than three hundred thousand followers, right. Nick Cannon. <laughs> Trey songs, Chris Brown. Chris Brown. Drake. Drake. James Harden. Game. Game. And Game. Odell yeah. Beckham. They all fucked them. <laughs> it is just... It, you just got to accept it, my nigga. It is what it is. And the butter shit that you can't buy. <laughs> That's... Yeah. So it, is, it just got to understand. Shout out to Tyrese. That, you know? Right. <laughs> Yo, real
1: shit that I start out... First of all, I'll never be in nobody's DMs because that shit is just had you super out of pocket. But I mm-hmm. only start following chicks with like 30,000 followers and less. Mm-hmm. Like, because then at least that'd be from like obscure places. Like, because then I be like, right, at least I'm talking to her. And even like as I'm when I cast Wildin' Out Girls, mm-hmm. I stop going for the girls with the millions of followers. Because first of all, they think they real celebrities. Oh my Jesus! They, they think that they, they think because they get twenty five hundred at the club, black king, and, <laughs> black king, and, and getting free bottles and and ten thousand likes that they are a celebrity that they and they think they better than everybody else. Yep. You can't even have a regular conversation with them. And like I wasn't even trying to pop at you like
0: that. Yeah, Just cause exactly.
1: I was, I was actually trying to give you an opportunity. To actually really make some real money out here mm-hmm. and actually be a a a real person in the industry opposed to just somebody who hosting parties on some strict you know what i mean so but so I saw I was like i don't want nobody with 400,000 followers or more in my life Mm -hmm. because it just brings nothing but drama. If you really trying to get to know somebody, you find somebody with 12,000 followers who who live in their
0: life. They still be humble. They only was on three flyers. They still a little humble. (laughs) Right. They still a little humble. Once they start getting on yeah. Man, once they in v live yeah and all look,
1: that. it's over aces, 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 aces it's over man but that's the thing so as i cast wilding out and even mm-hmm. like i said you know because there's criteria that you have to that for the network status they don't want you know as, as much as i want every chick to look like you know she she from v live and all that yeah. type. they were like you know we have to have a balance and it has to be multicultural and everybody can't have breasts and ass all the way out mm-hmm. there so I truly be looking I, for young women who actually carried themselves in a manner that it's like, wow, we discovered them. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And exactly. she's so much and more than just them. a pretty face. I want I want somebody with 5000 followers but with a college education that like we even got a couple of the wild and out girls that were in the military. It was like, mm-hmm. yo, that's something. That's that's dope. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That kind of gives them a little bit more substance and you're like, "Oh yeah, I saw her dancing in Houston. I saw her dancing in Miami." We got a couple of them too. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's like I want to make it to where it's a real process that we giving people real opportunities.
0: That's some fly shit. Money. Motherfucking Nick Cannon. Black motherfucking king. This and We gotta salute Nick Cannon more. We should give the nigga a statue or something. Somewhere I appreciate it. Somewhere for the shit. <laughs> I take it, Nick Cannon is that? No, I went to um, I came to a bowling party in LA with Problem. Oh, I yeah. I was like, damn. I said, this nigga Nick Cannon just hanging out in the bowling alley. This nigga kind of cool. <laughs> <laughs> and was, did you and, come when it, it was the ch- Jesus Christ? We had him in nigga. there. They was in there, right? <laughs> <laughs> he was in there, nigga. That shit was like a buffet. <laughs> this shit was like the most. This was like the Trump buffet in Atlantic City. <laughs> Yo, my nigga.
1: That's how we do any be just that's just off the they text.
0: all different shapes, <laughs> that's just, sizes. That's off I the text. That's just said, me like, yo, I think I, I want to go I was fake intimidated for 10 minutes <laughs> till I got my glory back. Right. I was like, wait, give me two more shots. <laughs> What's
1: up? That's, I was back, but. Yo, that's you too. I think the night before that, I was like, yo, I want to go roller skating. We had a whole, I rented out a roller skating. We had the whole joint lit girls just rolling oh my god man that's god. how and like i don't i don't really rock with too many niggas like you know what i mean like mm-hmm. i keep my circle small so it's all cool. So even the chicks, they feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. Cause they don't feel, they know it ain't gonna be on no rah-rah shit. Yeah. You know what I mean? So they a lot friendlier yeah. at my events. You know yeah. what I mean? Where you in the club, they don't really wanna talk to you or they yeah, folk, yeah, they yeah. in this dude section. Like when we party, we just like, yo, let's, yo, let, let, let's go, put, let's go play kickball. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they just be bad bitches playing kickball, roller skating, bowling, Niggas. renting out movie theaters. Yeah. Like that's playing what we kickball, do.
0: Kickball hit me, nigga. <laughs> nigga that was great i was like that's real shit." this is some fly <laughs> shit. no i'm talking about every shape size color hairdo Famous, is not like, famous that shit felt like the explore page at 6 a.m <laughs> you ever woke up in the middle of the night and hit the explore page oh, hell yeah. that's what that shit was i was like hmm. it came to life they all here, here nigga <laughs> I left that motherfucker the next day. I said, "Oh shit, that was her." <laughs> I was like, "I ain't know that was the bit." <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Nicholas motherfucker Cannon. <laughs> there it is, Nicholas Cannon, my there nigga. It is. This nigga is a true king, my nigga. We gotta salute this nigga uh, and every motherfucking shape <laughs> fall. There it is. You, you discover Kalani yeah man yeah what's going on with her man i see a lot of stuff in the media what? yeah you know she
1: that's honestly that's a queen right there i'm gonna mm-hmm. keep it real because she started i discovered her on america's got talent she was in this group called pop life mm-hmm. and uh she was the singer it was a band and like pierce morgan was one of the judges at the time he was trying to give her shit he was like you should leave these guys you know what i mean <laughs> if you really want to be on this show you leave them and we'll put you through and she was like, nah, I'm going to stick with my bros. Ooh. And, like, stood up at, like, 15. Stood up to this, you know, old white man trying to press her for TV. And stuck with, they made it all the way to the third place. They was in the finale scene with Stevie Wonder. Ooh. Little kids. I get a call a year later. They was like, yo, you know that girl that was on the show that didn't win that came in third? Yo, she's homeless in East Oakland right now. And I was like, What? I was like, yo, we got to go get her. Like, I can't, Mm -hmm. you know, like they were saying she was doing bad. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I went out there, contacted her her guardian and everything. Found out that her pops had been murdered, you know, Mm -hmm. when, you know, he was 18. She was a baby. You know, moms was dealing with some real tough stuff. And you really just didn't really have nobody. Like, she was out there on her own. And I was like, yo, I'll make a deal with you. First, you got to finish high school. And then I'm going to get you to L.A. And uh, we're going to work on this music stuff. You're going to be a star. And um got her down. She finished school. You know, we was having to go back and forth while she was finishing school. Put her in the studio for the first time. She had never written none of that stuff. She had just sang on the show. And then, you know, shoot, last year she got nominated for a Grammy. Like, the rest is history.
0: That's lit.
1: Yeah, so we, we still pushing, man. This like,
0: nigga's a fucking hero. <laughs> My niggas ain't saved me, nigga. I was fucked. I was in the box, my nigga. I was in the box. If I, said, if I would seen you, I would have been you. Me,
1: <laughs> you know, that's, I've been going to, I, that's what I do. I've been doing this for years. People people don't really know. Um, it's an inside-out writers program. I teach creative writing uh, to juveniles that uh been convicted for life uh, in L.A., and because uh, they ain't got no outlet, you yeah. know, those cats 15, 16 years old in the box forever, given these football numbers, 80 years, 84 years, you know what I mean? Like crazy stuff. And they just forget about them. So I've been going there and, you know, encourage them to write and all that stuff. I've been doing that program Uh, with my man uh, Scott Budnick for for so long we've been going to all these penitentiaries and we watched the cats grow because they got to go from being 16 and then they get it they get put into you know GP with you know Cats that's you know once they yeah. get of age and stuff and kind of conditions them for that and they kind of keep things going and you know we've re- because of some of these laws these unfair laws we've been able to you know turn them around a little bit and get cats to get some of these years knocked off and some of these cats who got got life now they they out you know what mm. I mean and and, and change their life completely now mm. they teaching now they showing that you know the rehabilitation process in America is real so I've been doing that and then even one of my classes at Howard we you know we've been going into the CCA and DC and you know building and I, I did a, I did a mannequin challenge with my when my niggas in jail last oh, week <laughs> yeah we put that up it was real tough uh in DC but it's like man cats cats go in and cats forget about them cats and I found like man them some of the most talented sharpest most
0: genius brothers in there like it's almost it's literally unbelievable and it, the talent t- that's in prison you know, and it's on purpose
1: they put us in there it's, it goes back to that eugenic shit yeah. that privatized prison is, is modern day slavery they know the power that we got and they were like let's box them up let's break them down that's what that shit is really about i mean yeah. shit you know you know firsthand no you
0: know? i know <laughs> uh, you know I, I was sitting in prison um I, I was at elmira i was at elmira correctional facility upstate new york and they was giving us cable in the jail. Right. Right. And the, the 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 community, like, the community, these people was, like, outside the gate, like, picketing, like, saying, like, they was like, why don't y'all give us cable? Like, it was just some funny shit to me. Wow. I'm, I'm looking at the people, though, and I'm looking at them, and I'm like, holy shit. This is, like, super white trash. Yeah. So then. Because they ain't when got I get, cable. <laughs> you no, know, when I get let out the jail. Right. I'm riding through the neighborhood that's around this jail. Right, right. Which is a white neighborhood. Right. But it's like the white, porous neighborhood. Right. So then I started collecting every thought that was going on with me in jail, watching the COs yep. speaking to them, and I said, This is the industry. Yeah. We all oh, the poor white niggas yep. industry, but the rich white man prioritized from, but he hires them. Yep. These motherfuckers is poor. It's, I'm talking about dirt poor. Exactly. And they, they, they correcting us. They the correction officers. It's farming. And that's the thing. The
1: motherfucker who own the farm ain't the motherfucker plowing. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So what it is, So they and they need, in order to keep them in line, they need to find somebody that they feel they're better than. You know what I'm saying? And that was us. Mm-hmm. There's like they going to keep these motherfuckers what you can call it, lower class or all the, the the majority of everybody in this country is broke mm-hmm. white motherfuckers, but they in order to make them feel good about themselves, there has to be a class of people below them. Yep. You know what I mean? Cuz then was like, "Okay, we ain't shit, but we better than them." Exactly. A- opposed to them, those people coming together with us and we all can get it. But no, they got to separate us. And that's the thing. That's why they put it out there. That's why they, that's why they was out there picking. And
0: another thing is that what I found out was that they was using the, the people that was in the prison on a census. Right. So they could get more, s- more for more the community. their community. Exactly. You know what I mean? So now they didn't jack you completely. <laughs> Took all your shit. Yeah. You didn't jack you completely. Now they using you. Real shit. Your fucking population of a whole yep. bunch of niggas, yep. cattle, yep. and getting exactly. extra shit into their community. Exactly. So yes. it was like when I really realized it. That's when I really felt like I started like making a turning a leaf. Like, yo, man, fuck this shit. I'm yep. giving myself to these niggas. Like, right? The, the, these the people that's on Jerry Springer. Yeah, like they fucked each other's cousins and, <laughs> right. and aunts and and and. Have they sex think they better pigs.
1: than you. They dumb people think dope. they better than you.
0: Yeah, so that's when they really started hitting me. I was like, this shit is deeper than yeah. What we but see the thing is also is that we also put into that trap which is poverty. Yep. You know which is it's hard for us to get jobs and we yep. still got to deal with our skin color to get a job or Real shit. a black woman still ain't going to get paid shit at all with four degrees. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Real shit. I know black women out there with three degrees name getting paid what you would think. What I was taught that degrees degrees do for you. your life?
1: Nah, that's real. You know what I mean? So it's the system, man. It's set it's up, the and, system. and it's not even that it don't work. The shit works perfectly. Yeah. This is how they design that's that how designed that motherfucker. Exactly. They set it up that it's. I'm telling you, man, that eugenic shit is real,
0: dog. Jay Z said that to me. He said America was the perfect business.
1: Yeah, that's real <laughs>
0: shit. He said America was the perfect business.
1: You got to figure out how to get in and get what you can get out of it. Yep. You know what I mean? Because it's desi- it's set up. If, if if you look at it, they design that shit perfectly for them, mm-hmm. perfectly. And that's 100% it. Correct. Yeah, and that's and we it's it's like farming. They farm people. They categorize them. Mm-hmm. There's a certain value to the African American. There's a certain value to the lower class white person. There's a certain value to the Jewish person. And they they figure out community wise. Okay, we're gonna keep them over here. We're gonna do this. We're gonna have. We're gonna allow the police to be these people. Mm-hmm. The overseers can oversee these people, make them feel like they're in control. When really, you know, it's it's, it's the way they break it down. If you read, I've been studying that eugenics stuff, man. And what like, do
0: you What do you major in school?
1: It's strategic, legal, and management in the school of communications with a concentration on legal. So really it's commun because we in the business of communications, mm-hmm. but I wanted to really figure out this new media process and the legal aspect of it. Even if I can go in and get a law degree based off of understanding all these contracts, understanding why Google is so powerful, why they're able to buy up everything, mm-hmm. understanding why Mark Zuckerberg can, can monopolize in certain areas. Cause this is all new media. Yeah. This is all new shit. And, and, and there's new contracts being drawn up every day. With new stipulations, with new exactly. ordinances, yeah. and and I need to understand that in order to grow my empire. Mm.
0: Motherfucking Black King, <laughs> 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 <My G. laughs> motherfucking Nick Cannon, man, I, love I, it. I appreciate you, man. Yeah, I appreciate you. Come you. By tax season, man, definitely yeah. enlightening and enlightenment, brother, enlightening, brother, man. And we gotta protect Nick Cannon. Just I appreciate you I appreciate you. Be safe though. My tax God. season. Oh. Thanks again to Viceland for supporting this week's episode of Tax Season. Late night TV just got darker. Jesus Nice and the Kid Mero, you know them as the Bodega Boys, have landed their own late night TV show on Viceland, the TV channel from Vice. It's called Jesus and Mero, weeknights at 11 p.m. No white guys named Jimmy, no A-list celebrities selling their new movie, no scripted jokes, no band, just two guys from the Bronx giving you their take on the culture, politics, sports. Entertainment and other subjects they don't know anything about. Watch Desus and Samaro on TV on Vice Land every Monday through Thursday night at eleven PM. Go to Viceland.com to find your channel and check out some free episodes. The brand is strong. This episode of Tax Season featuring Tax Stone is produced by Jonathan manna executive produced by Chris Morrow, and engineered by none other than Samir Karam.